Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tamika Lamison, who runs a nonprofit called Make a Film Foundation, and they grant film wishes to children who are terminally ill or seriously ill. And by teaming them with writers and directors and actors and the Hollywood community at large, they help to create short film legacies. Ah, fantastic. Tamika, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Can you just expand a little bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business? Um, and what's it like to work with, with these people from, you know, Hollywood, writers, directors, <laughs> and children who are oh, just got your heart? What's that like? So it's, it's really incredible. I mean, it's a little bittersweet sometimes because we uh, know that we're working with children who um, you know, the world or their doctors or reality says that they have a, an expiration date that is sooner than any of us would like it to be. Um, but what is amazing is all of these people, uh, donating their time and coming together to, um, give these children, uh, their specific wish, which is sort of in the space of, these children being able to share their voice in a way that they never have before. So share Mm -hmm. their voice in a way that's not just about their disease or their illness or filtered through their illness, but they get to share something that's very specific and unique to them. And that is very special and important to them. And they realize that this is something that's going to be out in the world forever. So it will go beyond this moment go beyond even um, maybe their time here on earth. And once all of the community uh, understands that when they are actually working with these children, there's this mm. incredible, beautiful transformation that happens with everyone. And we, you know, everyone really understands what they're doing and we all get something out of it. That's what the, yeah. what I love is to see the, the, when the, the little light turn on with the Hollywood community, everyone's like, Oh, Oh, wow. That's what we're doing. And everyone gets something out of it. And it, you know, yeah. every time I think about that, it makes me want to, makes me want to cry a little bit. You know, well, that moment there and just the way you're, you're talking about this is I haven't got firsthand experience of this. Now, you said they want to share. It's not about their illness. It's not about this. So they get to share something external because their illness is not them. It doesn't define them. But I guess right. it can really it can at times. And it's shifting away from that. You have this. You are not this. 
So what can we do to create something that leaves a legacy, something that gives you, this is who I am, my creativity, my flair. And I see an awful lot in, in the news. I mean, we've seen you know, premiership football stars who, I mean, Jermaine Defoe in England, he you know, became sort of best friends with this, this 10-year-old who went through this, I think it was leukemia or some illness. And he was very vocal, helping out, supporting the community and saying that he's, he's, he's become an inspiration for me. And yeah. I always saw that, that I, I couldn't quite feel that connection. And it felt maybe a little bit forced for me. But mm. to hear you talk about this and ha having, sh there's something beautiful in that. I think it's a case of until you experience something, you can't fully, fully comprehend. So that's kind of beautiful. So that's, that's me rambling on. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Thank you. No, what you're saying is so true. I'll, I can, if I can share one moment on the set, like we, um, the last film we did, um, uh, there was a kid with cancer and he, he passed away maybe three months after two to three months after we shot his film. And while he was on set, we could really see what was happening to his body. But what he said was, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. I want people to see me as how I see myself, my full, healthy, powerful self. So yeah. he he didn't want to be in a wheelchair or anything like that. So there was one point though, and it was a very seminal point where he was, it was like the turning point where he was with his, uh, he was leaving his, the girl that he'd fallen in love with. And he was telling her she had to go away and leave him with the zombies he was going to fight off. <laughs> so he said, um, and, and but at that moment, he he said, I can't stand anymore. I, I actually can't stand anymore. My body will not allow me to stand. Everyone on set, Sam Raimi was directing at the time, J.K. Simmons. It was like everyone was like, OK, well, we need to pause. And Sam Raimi said, we're going to shoot another scene and we're going to follow his vision. We're not going to put him in a wheelchair. We're going to build a contraption so that it looks like he's standing in the scene so that he can shoot the scene the way that he wanted it to be shot. And you cannot yeah. tell that he isn't. And so we were able to give him that and fulfill that vision. So when he sees himself, it really is him standing mm. in his vision of his power and who he really is. Love it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I don't want to sort of hijack that. I want to bring that into the, the business world in general. Um, we're all in this together. We can all yes. help each other. If we have our vision and understanding of what we want to achieve. And you know what? we can't damn it we can't do this all on our own so everyone is out to help us how can people there's the analogy how can people help each other stand how can other people help me stand when i know what i want to do but i can't on my own how can someone help you to stand because you're going through all this you're 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 leading this movement and the responsibility the stress is on you so who can help you stand when you can't so there's a beautiful analogy in this in so much and got relationships and and health and all this stuff but from there's, there's a lot in that so what what's it like for you what is it like for you as as the business owner as the sort of visionary to to, to grow this and to continue to, to to bring this into people's lives um well it's a lot of pressure <laughs> i feel very a lot of obligation because um, once I say yes to anything that has to do with these children, obviously I have to show up 100% and make it happen. Yeah. So there's no saying yes and then it not happening. So that's a lot of pressure, but 
it's 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 amazing um because it really makes me dig deep and hold myself and really other people accountable to doing what we say we're going to do um so in that um you know that's two things it's amazing and it's also a lot of pressure (laughs) so it's like yeah it's that double-edged sword we talk about a lot on this show it's 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 a, it's a blessing and a curse it's beautiful but it's tough yes um, what was it how did make a film foundation starts what was it that made you say yes this this is what I want to do this is it so what was that like so it was it actually started from you know it's like making lemonades out of lemons really because um I uh, sold a project, uh, my first script for six figures. And then I, um, found out that the check was bad. And so I didn't want to put all of my energy into, you know, grabbing the brass ring and selling a script and all that. So I started to do a lot of, um, uh, volunteering, uh, around, um, Los Angeles with other nonprofits, teaching kids how to, you know, write scripts, make movies, do theater, all of that. And then a friend asked me if I could do anything, what would it be? And I said, aside from filmmaking, I would grant wishes to the kids in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I felt like I could combine those two passions into one organization and, you yeah. know, feed feed two birds with one seed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's a lovely angle on that. And it's a different twang and it's not hijacking. It's how, how can we both run? How can we both make a difference? Um, yeah. There is so much in that. So, okay, Make a Film Foundation was born. So what was, what were the challenges that you sort of faced as you sort of grew, as you evolved and that you maybe, maybe the ones that you didn't see coming? Well, the first one was I didn't know what I was doing. I had never created a nonprofit and I had no money. <laughs> so those were all really big ones. Um, no money. Oh, and I was unemployed at the time. In fact, I remember my brother very specifically when I told him the vision, he said, that's beautiful. I love that. But how are you going to do that? You don't even have a job. How you not, <laughs> you're not even taking care of yourself right now. How are you going to yeah. do that? And so, and I said, well, I don't know. And maybe that's not my business, my business right now to know. I just know that I'm called to do it and Mm. I'm going to do it. And so um, I just, to your point about having people around me, I really just started talking to a couple of my friends, asking them questions. And then one thing led to another. When you put yourself out there like that, your friends are going to hold you accountable because you're putting it in the universe. I'm saying I'm doing this thing. So now everyone's like, how's that thing going? How's that thing? Can I help? And then people start asking, can, can they help? How can they help? What do you need? And, Mm -hmm. um, and that sort of is like the seeds that you can plant that help grow and building blocks, I would call them. And, and the little building blocks continued to grow in that way. And I got a lot of support. People loved the idea and they were saying, you can make it happen. You have the, you know, you have what it needs and what you mm. need. And you can just ask people to help whenever you, you know, you feel yourself going, what next? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> I love that. And what you said about, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing, says every entrepreneur ever. No <laughs> one knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, we make it up, we go along sometimes, we make all the mistakes. And whether it's a, a nonprofit, a foundation, a business, um, a movement, sometimes at some point we're all just making it up and those yeah. above us they're making their bit up and it's all we're, we're kind of going and learning from each other and so I think there's something kind of beautiful about that um yes so I'm glad you had the support around you to to guide you to hold you accountable and to be like hey 
what do you need? That's that's beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> as you as you start to see momentum, as this started to build, what was that like? Was it a little bit overwhelming? Was it beautiful? What what was it like once you saw? Oh my gosh! Look at where we've come to. Look at what I've actually built. I'm there. What's that like? So yes, that was um, overwhelming in the best way. Um, it really was. It was. Um, I remember. Sorry. <laughs> I'll do it. Was the first day on set when I actually was seeing the first child and all of the crew and all everything had come together and it was actually happening and um it was so beautiful and and moving and some of the people who were donating their time them seeing the vision some of my friends who were participating who just heard me talk about it and now it was actually happening you know from the idea to seeing the big vision actually unfolding mm. we were you know we were amazed and in awe <laughs> of the whole thing of ourselves and then of the thing itself and that it wasn't just my dream which was the craziest part and the most amazing part it was this was my dream inside of another dream or another dream inside of my dream right so my dream was this big thing to help make other dreams come true. And they were yeah. both happening at the same time on a parallel track. And so um, a lot of hugs, a lot of people were moved. Um, it was, it was really incredible. And, you know, I was grateful and a lot of gratitude, a lot of gratitude. Yeah. Well, I love the way you said that the dream within a dream, it's almost like your dream coming to fruition actually enabled a lot of dreams that they, they never knew they had. They never even knew that this yeah. was possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of beautiful. It's just like, it's, it's the more creation. It's understanding the, the, the art of what's possible. What, what do you want? Yeah. I mean, we, we were joking offline before you came on about, you know, self-care and management and what, and like, oh my gosh, it's so tough. There is so much going on. And it's, the, the gratitude that you said that what do you say that is when we say who the things that we love and it's so hard to put it onto we take all these other people all these other things yeah. we forget about us and that's what i'm on forget yourself podcast because this is a, a big part <laughs> of your, your life right now and forgetting yourself but yeah i think that's interesting to those things that you don't know that's the that's the point i'm trying to find my way around to the dreams that they never knew they had that they can now do the the gratitude with yourself to realize that you're you're actually not fulfilling you're not helping you're not taking care of yourself the beliefs that we all have that are the ones that are going to be our biggest demise the ones that we don't know we have that are so deeply rooted into us so these things that we didn't know once we see them it's like oh my gosh that's where life changes that's yeah. where there's creation collaboration and love and it's it's a powerful moment in all these different areas i know i combined a lot of things there a lot of principles but it's it's beautiful seeing how they're all connected yes yes so what's what's the plan going forward because I've, this has been building you've you've seen so much 
with this you're helping so many and what's what's the goal where's your where's your focus right now so my focus honestly is all over the place i will have to say that it is I have um, multiple balls in the air that I'm juggling. I literally mm-hmm. just had a friend say, you, you're doing a lot and maybe you need to, <laughs> maybe you need to let one of those balls drop. <laughs> so, what was your response to that? Um, it was, I am attempting to do that without letting the ball shatter. <laughs> so really I, you I, said, nope, I'm, I'm going to find my way. I'm going to find a way to do it, right? That's what you really meant. <laughs> That's kind of what I meant, but, but I'm going to find a way to do it where I could put the ball down, but not let it drop. Yeah. So, so, you know, cause I, I do know that, um, I need to, in order to really do some of the things that I'm committed to 100%, you know, you can't do everything. You can't be everywhere. You can, you can, you, I feel like you have to be present in the thing that you're doing here so that mm. you can be present in the thing that you want to do over here, but doing them all at the same time and having, trying to have the same amount of, you know, 100% energy. Yeah. I don't know that that's <laughs> healthy or possible really. Well, um, and from your energy, you want to give your best. You want to show up as the best version of yourself. You want to give everyone your all because you yeah. always said it today that they deserve it. They, they, yes. when you make a promise, you've got to fulfill. So there's almost, there's always grace and forgiveness yeah. for ourselves. But it sounds like there's a little bit of, but I made this commitment, therefore everything else. And then you go pure laser focused without thinking about the consequence or, I'm committed. I have to do this. Does that feeling come in when you, with this kind of work? Uh, yes, actually, for sure. Because um, there's obligation. You don't want to disappoint anyone ever. And you certainly don't want to disappoint children. And you certainly don't want to disappoint children who, in my mind, have been disappointed by life. <laughs> because, you know, like this is not the life that they thought they were going to be having. Right. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you are fulfilling your obligations and commitments to mm. them and also to yourself, you know, in the same breath. Yeah. So what's, what's the hardest thing for you with, with that? What was, what was the thing that maybe, I mean, I know you're running a hundred miles now, you're juggling so much, as you've already said, maybe you've not stopped to, to pause and think, but what is it that's like, actually, yeah, this area is tough. And maybe been able to mask it by juggling all these other things. What what would that be? The what's the toughest about the juggling? The, the juggling, the work, what you're involved in, anything. The toughest thing about the work itself is knowing that some of these kids understand that they are dying sooner than later Mm. um, and that they don't want to because some of them voice that they just say it I don't want to die I don't you know and 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 there's no real response to that that is adequate really there isn't and Mm. um so that is tough but what is fulfilling is when you talk to the children about their dream and what they're able to um, 
to give the world, which will also um, be um, important to other kids like them and other people in general, the inspiration that they're going to be putting into the world and them understanding that and um, it changing something, seeing the change within them. Um, that's important. I mean, you know, if you don't mind, I'll share another story about our very yeah. first, our very first uh, kid, his name was uh, Jabril Muhammad, and he had a sickle cell. Um, and when he, he passed away a few years after he did his project, and we went to the hospital when he was on, uh, you know, life support and all of that. And the people, it was like four of us, and we were the team, the core team who helped him create his project. Mm. And we literally were there put laying hands on him, playing his movie for him, all of that. And, you know, we tell ourselves, we believe that we can see like, um, you know, little moments where it, it we felt like he could hear this, you know, hear it and, and that he experienced our presence there. But he often, you know, would, would tell us about how that experience um, informed his life. And even though he didn't live a, a long life, it informed the way that he lived his life moving forward and mm. the type of life that he chose to have. And, um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that is, has informed the kind of life that, that you want to have. Everything's yes. sort of guided through, okay, you found your your purpose. You found your why. You found how you're making such a difference in here. And again, we that double-edged sword is thrown around a lot, especially in the world of business and the things we get to do and the, the struggles that come with it. But that, considering that it's not enough, it's, it's still not enough. I can't, you can't do enough for, for these people. So you feel like you have to potentially over compensate, do more by producing this and going even further. And of course, as an entrepreneur, whether it's this level or not, it's we put ourselves last because yeah. you can't do enough for these people. There's nothing that can, that can compensate for what they're going through. Therefore, how much more can we do? to help yeah. and that's a and there is a that's a never-ending cycle there is there, it there is. is it's it's almost like that you cannot do enough therefore we try and do way too much as a parent as a as a as a foundation owner as an entrepreneur so it's find that balance where yeah what what truly is enough and maybe that's the wrong word in this context so i'm struggling with my words here because it, oh my gosh this is such a different sort of environment yeah, and it's beautiful because it puts all these principles and and questions and wonderings to the to the test in a different environment. So, with your future pacing, this looking forward, what's what's the potential for this? Because we know how you've got here, we know what you do, we know what's amazing about it. What is the potential? Where is this truly, truly going? Have you explored that? Um, I have explored it uh, in my mind <laughs> on my vision board a little bit, but um, not to the depths that I would like to. I mean, it, it, you know, dream of all dreams. I would love for this to um, be like Make-A-Wish Foundation where it, it it's its own thing, right? Mm. And, um, you know, 
honestly, I will consider this a huge success when no one's really talking to me, Tamika, about it anymore, right? Yeah. No one talks about who created Make-A-Wish. I mean, they did make a movie about it, but nobody really, that's not really why even no one talks about it. Because <laughs> that's really not the point, right? It's its yeah. own big, huge thing. So to me, that's when it'll be really successful when, you know, people might be just talking about the organization itself. Oh, yeah. you disorganized, you know, and 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 maybe whomever the people are that are involved at that point in time, because it it's, you know, cyclical because it's not about any one person, you know? So to that point, and now we're into the realm of like the CEO to be able to let go and move up and move out and be like, oh my gosh, it's look look, look at it. It's, it. it's doing its own thing. It's, it's growing. It's evolving. What would you think is the, is the toughest thing about, about rem- extracting yourself, removing yourself from the work that you do? What's going to be the hardest thing to move away from? And what's like, yeah, I can't wait to be like, have someone else do that because it's, uh, it's it's not it's not for me and it's not actually helping the foundation or, or myself. Well, the hardest thing for sure will be just the visceral participation in it. Yeah. Um, because I have been viscerally involved for so long. I actually mentor some of the kids and you know, I've made friends w- with the fam some of the families and you know, so being viscerally connected and um and experiencing it that way. Mm. um will be tough but not having to do everything is will be a relief yeah nice fantastic Tamika thank you so much for for being with us and sharing your story (laughs) what you do how you do it and oh my gosh it was it's beautiful to to hear so thank you for for sharing with the world thank you I really appreciate it (laughs) you're welcome so great (laughs) <laughs> and if you want to find out more about it, where, where can they find you and where can they find out about Make a Film Foundation? Uh, you can just go to our website at makeafilmfoundation.org. And uh, we're also on Instagram and I'm on Instagram, you know, Tamika Lamison. You can check out what I'm doing. And how can everyone support you? Uh, well, if you want to volunteer, you could, we would love to have you. We're always, we always accept donations for the organization. Um, you know, quite as it's kept, we just got a big major donation from a major Hollywood star. Can I say it? Should I say it? Yes, yes. So um, uh, something good comes from everything. That's what I will say. So Johnny Depp donated $200,000 to our organization because he was in one of our films. So he had a real connection to the organization. So from his his settlement, he donated $200,000 to our organization. And we're very excited to uh, make more films and uh, with that money, so. Oh, that is fantastic. That's <laughs> beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yes, Johnny Depp, nice one. Top yes. bloke. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, here's, here's to, to many, many more and yeah, continue to do your amazing stuff. It's fantastic. Tamika, thank, thank you, you so much for being here. My pleasure. Bye. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how 
our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.